to Greenville to go to this wedding dress shop because it was literally the one place I went to try on dresses. And the woman, (laughs) there was something about this dress, like we liked 90% of it, but there was something that was throwing the dress off. And my grandma goes, tuck in the puff sleeves. (laughs) And the woman, the the saleswoman said, oh my gosh, she just went... Like looking like at my grandma, like did. like the Yoda, of, like, <laughs> like the Yoda of style over here, because she just knew exactly what it was. Like yes, and bitch. It made the biggest difference, and that in that's not the wedding dress I wore. But then when I went Still. home, I decided I brought on my shoes, and because my dress, what my dress was being altered in Waycross, and it didn't need much. It really just needed to be hemmed. Was it? And then I took the my grandma and my mother wore the same. It was me. Oh. My grandmother, my mom wore my grandmother's wedding dress, and I couldn't wear it because um, they were both like 95 pounds when they got married. So <laughs> I couldn't wear the dress. Who? But <laughs> that's a thing. <laughs> so repping for the big girls. <laughs> so I had their covered buttons taken off the back of their dress yeah. and put on my dress. Inside that dress, so you wore two dresses. Yes, so I had on two dresses. No, I'm just kidding. I had them put down the back of my dress, and then I had to have it taken up at the bottom. But I was going through shoes, and navy and red were our colors for our wedding. And adorable. I said, I kind of want to wear red shoes. And, I, and my grandma, as soon as she saw them, she's like, Oh, you have to wear the red Wait, ones. Wait, you wore red shoes mm-hmm. in your wedding? Mm-hmm. You know, I did. Yeah. Did we discuss it? I think before? we've discussed it before. That's crazy. So, I mean, that was her thing. She loved clothes. White dress. She loved shoes. Red. Did, were yours sparkly? No. They had a sparkly buckle. Well, it makes sense because I'm extra as fuck. <laughs> so, of course, mine would be dripping glitter. Yours were probably like Dorothy. <laughs> oh, they 1,000%. With a bow. With a red sparkly bow on the top. Yeah. Of course. Of course. But I love that you had red shoes. Yeah. And, and I love that your grandma was like... Oh, yeah. She was on board with those red shoes. It. Oh, yeah. Here for it all day long. Mm-hmm. Not afraid to make a statement. Not at all. I mean, she really did. Like, she loved a whimsical accessory. And from her little funky socks and her... I wonder what she'd think of, like... <laughs> and there was never... Rhinestones on my face. <laughs> like, you know, it's big, She's like, oh, you got a little bling. <laughs> It's like, honey, the new term is bedazzled. <laughs> bedazzled my face. We actually taught her that term when we were face. like decorating for my wedding, and um, she, and she said, loved it. And she, yeah, I mean, she freaking loved that right, term. Right. And so when I said something about the bushes, she said the bushes just need. I said a little bling, and she said, "Yeah, there's just a little bling over here." It's like she just knew what it was instantly without. Yeah, just, they need a little bling. They just need a little bling, and it like clicks with her. And she's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> "She said mm-hmm. that is me. I'm on that word bling all day long now." So That's so cute. Yeah, 
Yeah, when we were listening to the, uh, after your grandma died. God, you know what's crazy? I just realized this. We released the caregiver story literally 24 hours before my grandma died. Mm-hmm. And it, <laughs> and I remember you were like, do you want me to post? Because I had posted for you about your grandma. And you're like, do you want me to post something for you about your, and I was like, I don't want to take away from your <laughs> yeah. loss. Um, but it, it is so bizarre. I keep just thinking about that. Yeah. A week apart. And here's the thing. Our grandparent, our grandmothers could not be more different. No. Like my grandma was like a badass. Like I say badass, but that's the only way I can think of to describe her because she was literally like. A badass, didn't wear makeup. She fucking safety pinned her keys to her fucking <laughs> shirt so she didn't lose them. Yeah. No shame. Not trying to be anything she wasn't. Yeah. And not that your grandma was. No, no. But no. your grandma's me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. in the sense of like, I don't know, like the extraness. And my, my grandma was like a dude. <laughs> she had four boys. She did yeah. cry when she had her fourth boy because she wanted a girl so bad. <laughs> Probably why she loved me and my sister. Me and my sister there were the go. first grandchildren. Well, see, it's like the reverse. Yeah. Because my grandma had all girls. Yeah. And so when the first boys came along, it Wait, was... Wait, and you and Adam are how many years apart? Four and a half. So there was some between then? There was one. Okay. So it was my, my brother and then my cousin Patrick, then me. Okay. And then six more. Boys. One one more girl. Okay, okay, okay. The one and uh, she was always so proud of the of my little cousin Hannah because Hannah's the only one. We've all have college degrees except for um, one of us, and then um, Hannah is the only one with her masters, and it's one of the girls. Oh, that's and awesome. it was she all because my grandma had a college degree. Oh wow, which was not normal. Like, I mean it was yeah. when they only had like three different degrees. It was like secretarial. Yeah. Home um, ec. That was what hers yeah. was. Oh, she really? was a home ec. But that's <laughs> that's broad. Yeah. Yeah. And but she still went. Mm-hmm. When it um she went to Valdosta. She probably would have gone for like fucking neurology or some shit <laughs> if like if it were today. But she was so proud that she had a daughter who was a doctor, a daughter who was an accountant. And you talk about that. Yeah. I mean, I mean that's that's what's wild to me is that we released that episode. Yeah. I mean, you think about it, she had five daughters, ten grandkids. All five of her daughters have college degrees and nine of her ten grandchildren. Like, not bad there that's, no absolutely and that's kind of what i was talking about and not that education is everything but it was very important to her well and it and it it's not everything but being educated is yes no matter what you the one my grandfather used to always say the one thing no one will ever take from me especially being a girl mm-hmm. a woman the one thing no one will ever take from you is your knowledge yeah learn as much as you can because you can literally be living in the slums mm-hmm. and if you know something, then you can organize. Yeah. You can, whatever. But, um, yeah, I, I my, I started, I, I feel like my story, I was like all over the place, but there was, it's similar in the sense that I always thought that everyone in this family was idiots. <laughs> I hate to say it, but I did because of what my dad thinks or said. They're fucking so smart. Yeah. So smart. I mean, you don't just go get a fucking 
go to school for geology and become a geologist if you're an no. idiot. Like, yeah. you can deal with your grief by reading. Yeah, right? Like, you don't go back and go and sit and just yeah. look. This other, I mean, yeah, I mean, they're they're all extremely smart. And guess what? My Uncle Phil, you know what he does? What? Or did for years? Radio. <laughs> nice. So when he was like, so what are you up to? I was like, I have a podcast. He was like, it runs in the family. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. I told no one in my family about this podcast. Oh, everyone knows. There's a picture and we'll post of my uncle Doug who has long ass dark hair going, <laughs> oh, yeah. oh my God, it's you and me. Or I wish it was. And, try <laughs> and I was like, Laurel, love this shit. <laughs> um, uh, and it was... Also, after I forgot about yeah, this. Yeah, do you so do after? You feel, yeah, keep going. I was interested no, no, in the not. after. After the funeral, we, I didn't really want to go back to my grandma's house with everyone. That's what I wanted to talk about. But I did you because did. there was sort of this part of me that thought this might be the last time I see some of these people. Yeah, I mean that's a very likelihood. We just don't. Honestly, and I think a lot of it has to do with my cousins being younger than me. I still feel that protective feeling over them, even the ones I haven't seen in years. And if any of them came to me for anything, I would do anything Mm -hmm. for them. But we're just not going to have the sort of relationships where we call each other, where we get together on Thanksgiving. We've never had that relationship. And so we're not going to have it now. Mm -hmm. And it made me feel a little bit squirmy being in my grandma's house and we're all together when the whole time I was just thinking, like I've said before, like, why can't everybody just drop their shit to to be here for her while she's still alive? Like, now she can't enjoy it. Yeah. And that was something I said all along. And I understand that it's just none of them have experienced the loss that I've experienced. Yeah. So they just can't understand it. Well, and... and- Laura, it's you're absolutely right yeah. about that. But there's another level. Yeah. Of, none of them have experienced the ambiguous loss that you experienced. Yeah. With the Alzheimer's. Yeah. Um, and that's what it was. You lost her twice. I did. You witnessed it twice. Yeah. And it's been really... And I'm glad that I went. And it was nice to see all of my... And I have... Honestly, even more so than my, one of my uncles by marriage has been with my aunt since they were like 13 or 14 years old. So he's been in our family for a long time. And I think he took it just as hard as like any of the daughters. It seemed like he seemed like he was having such a hard time, but I was glad that I went and I saw everyone and I'm comfortable if it's the last time I ever see him, but if they you know, if anything happens and we see each other again, then that's great too. But afterwards, I had met because I went in, because when I went in, my aunts were there, which they had every right to be there and they should have been there. And I'm glad that they were there for my grandma. But do you understand what I mean? Like it felt, I mean, this had been my second home. Yeah. Like there was a bedroom. Literally. I I spent more time in the last two years with my grandmother than my husband. Yeah. So there was a room that was set up with, you know, just like any other house where 
over the course of two years, you just, little things of yours start piling up. Y'all need to go spend some fucking time together. Yeah. Make sure you even still like each other. <laughs> no kidding. I, mean, I know you do, but still. Like, yeah. I mean, you're not wrong. Get back in touch. Like, have Tuesday nights together. Yeah. Yeah. But. Get mad at each other. Yeah. Be around each other enough to get annoyed with each other. Yeah. Because prior to. Okay. It's back on again. Make sure. How do we make sure it's Going? Is it still going? Is it still going? There's, there's numbers. Yep. Is it still going? <laughs> I don't know. Yep, it is. We're good. Okay. Oh my god. Oh god. Laura, sit up. Oh, yeah. The beer doesn't help because it like just inflames everything in my no body. Shit. So drink more. Drink Have more. another. Have another. Okay. So anyway, yeah. Three. So this is a place I've been living for two years. And they were all in the house sort of like starting some of the arrangements that need to be done for afterward. And I told my mom, I said, I feel like I need to have like a closure moment where I need to be in the house by myself and then maybe just you and me because that's how it's been for so long. Yeah. And so we we planned that. And... I went in and it was like just enough changes that it felt weird. And then the flowers were still in the house. And I know they didn't mean anything by it, but they had gone through everything in the room where I had been staying for two years, like through all my papers, through all of my like craft supplies. Why? Just seeing what was like if any of it was grandma's, I guess. They were just kind of starting the process of cleaning up. But I felt so invaded. And I know they didn't. Violated. I mean, I did. And I know they didn't mean it that way. And it's, it's their house, too. I mean, it's their mother's house. But it's just where I had been living and all of my. I'm tapping out of this one. <laughs> so it just, I don't know. I just felt very invaded and like squirmy about it. So it was just, I think it was, they needed something to do and they were trying to clean out, but it just, it was just enough changes that it felt weird. And so I just kind of walked around the house and just, just to kind of be in it by myself for a little while. And it was so bizarre and just, my mom came and we, you know, sat there and talked a little bit. And then, I mean, that might, I don't know if I'll have another chance to be in her house again while Mm -hmm. everything's still set up but it was just I sort of needed it for the closure but I didn't totally get it because of that like sort of feeling of being invaded it was just not that they needed to be thinking about me but it still kind of hurts when it feels like people weren't thinking about Mm -hmm. you yeah so I get it. I mean, I don't get it. I didn't live it. (laughs) And then it's just ever since, I mean, I knew I was going to have feelings when she actually passed away, but the feelings I've had have just been not Hmm. what I expected. And Mm -hmm. I've, (laughs) I think they should add annoyed to the list of the stages of grief Mm -hmm. because I've just found myself being easily annoyed by so many things that don't usually annoy me. Even you today with Layla. I was like, 
I've never seen you I'm be just this way with today. Anyone. Which, but I'm not mad at you about yeah. it. And I know what you're going through. But I know that that's not you normally. Yeah. And 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 it's not that you that you did anything wrong. Layla annoys the shit out of me. <laughs> She's my kid. She's, She's annoyed me kid. before. Today she didn't annoy me. But today you were you were just very much like, I'm not here for it. Yeah. Like drop it, kid. I'm and just numb right now. Yeah. But I can see how it's manifesting itself. And you know, it's funny because. You've always said that we are same but different, different but same. Or yeah. is that it? What you say about us? Which well, one there's are we? some people. We are. I know we always do this. <laughs> we always forget. Same but different. Same but different. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So so we're same but different. Yes. Yes. We're same but different. Yeah. And it's interesting because this situation is. The same but different. So same but so different. Because you said the thing about... In the very beginning, you said about walking through... um, Or or about how you were there too much. And I wasn't there enough. And then walking through the house. And I had a moment where I, I spent the majority of my first 21 years of my life mm-hmm. at this place and sorry not having been there for 10 years and Did, didn't you like your mom didn't you move around several times yeah so this was kind of your home this was my home this this and yeah. um in Heinz with my Mima. yeah those two were my constants yeah and I mean I have I have so and I know that this podcast will go on and I'll get into stories about my Nana and stuff talk more about her but like you were there too much and I wasn't there enough and I remember uh, when when I was there for the first time in 10 years a house that I had literally grown up in and I walked around the house and no one was in the house and I walked through the back bedroom and then I walked into her bedroom and it was exactly the same as it was when I was eight years old. Mm-hmm. Same mattress. I mean, if it, people would think that if if someone that didn't know the situation walked in, they think they didn't care for her. But that was her dying wish. Wish was to die at home. Mm-hmm. I don't want to go too. into it. I don't want to go into a home. I want to die in my house. She wanted a, a farm in Wilcox County where she was born for her entire life. And my grandfather, who was a CPA, I didn't tell you this. Mm-hmm. He was like a sergeant in the army, got out of the army, became a CPA, and then went to law school. He was a fucking genius. Mm-hmm. Um, he literally has jars of like $100 bills buried <laughs> in the front yard. Um, <laughs> land all over America that he owns. He's, I mean, he's a genius. But I always thought he was an idiot because my dad my dad always told me he was an idiot yeah I had no idea how accomplished and how proud of him I am now I mean yeah anyway so but I looked around this room and I saw the bed is still in the same corner her I told Jenny I went back there and Jenny said was her sewing machine still there <laughs> and I said it, it was but it was tilted obviously not used in a while and um her her, like potty chair and i just had this image of my grandpa getting out of bed and just pulling her over there and getting her on there my blind grandma 
who knew this house and they said she'd just walk through it like just as good as she did with her sight because she knew it she knew how many paces it took but I walked around it was like I needed to do that yeah (laughs) you need that closure and I remember I walked out and I found a Medicare bill (laughs) and it was addressed to her Oh, and I just cried. Yeah. <laughs> My grandma was the opposite because she always wanted to fucking change everything in her house. <laughs> Nothing changed. They built a fucking kitchen. That's yeah. all. Only thing in like 40 years that changed. Yeah. I mean, as soon as we would get done with, like, one project, it was... And we're like, oh, my God, your house looks so much cuter than, like, anyone's in Waycross. Why? Yeah. 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 You know what's interesting, too, is that you just nail on the head when you said you were there too much. I wasn't there enough because with dementia, and they both had forms of dementia, mm-hmm. Alzheimer's, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Um, uh, I guess that's one thing that I can almost selfishly appreciate is that I didn't have to see her no in those days because and and I feel bad about it because I feel like why the fuck would should I have not seen her but my cousin Ryan posted a picture my sister created like an album on Facebook about Nana Mm -hmm. and he posted and it said Christmas 2017 and I lost it because she looked so frail Mm -hmm. and it was her him and it was him it was her and and his son Maverick who is Layla's cousin who's three weeks older mm-hmm. so I was like that should have been Layla should have been there not that should have been Layla but Layla should have been there and so but then I, I realized I didn't have to see her like that I can remember her I mean and ultimately that's what they want they want you to remember them as they were I mean my grandma mm-hmm. she wanted me there and she didn't want me there yeah she needed you there she didn't want you there yeah or I mean, in the sense that she didn't want you to see she didn't want me to see what was happening but she wanted me she to wanted be to there as you. much as i could and yeah she wanted you there yeah she did yeah. i mean i'm glad that my i'm glad that my cousins can remember mm-hmm. her protector yeah that way and i'm really glad my brother had a good like last time with her because he was it was one of the last times we got her out of bed and put her in the wheelchair because the time before was not good. <laughs> they had seen her. And then he and she was at a point where she wasn't being coherent very often. And she was in the wheelchair and they said he walked in the house and she just goes <gasps> and stuck her arms out and smiled and just recognized him and you know and just I'm so I'm glad that he got that moment with her and then like I said everybody can remember her that way and that's why I've said I haven't gotten mad about the ones that didn't come or couldn't come or whatever because they they she would want them to remember I mean who wants to be remembered like that but it's weird like my compartmentalizing I almost see it as two totally separate entities. Like, I'm mourning the loss of the person who has been gone for a long time, but I haven't had a chance to mourn her yet. Oh, one. She hasn't been her for a long time, but I haven't had a chance to say goodbye to that until now because I had to just go on with the caretaking. And 
it's almost like that little person at the end is feels different from the woman that taught me how to sew that took care of me when I had mono that you know it's when you lost your dad yeah it feels like a whole and I'm I'm glad that the good memories came as quickly as they did because I thought will I ever remember the good stuff again after being caught up in the bad surely I will but you know maybe not but I think maybe not and so then you, when you so when it, it started when I was started you didn't know how to write right back in, yeah you didn't so, know how to acknowledge that right yeah so it's just this has been different than other losses that I've had um because <laughs> everyone is different well, no but like also I started my story saying this has been the strangest <laughs> yeah and the hardest as I imagine yours was. It's just been... I keep oscillating between... I like that phrase or that <laughs> word, oscillating, because that's exactly what it is. It's like... It's I <laughs> just kind of... It's almost like I feel emotional one day, and then I'm just in a emotional hangover and just totally numb. And today, I was just in a, a numb state. And normally, like, driving up here for a, a taping, I'm really excited. And I wasn't excited not because I didn't want to be here but I thought I can't wait to get there because I hope this heart helps to spark something because I've just felt Mm -hmm. so numb since it happened and I'm tired of feeling emotions yeah Mm. and that's one thing my mom said we're like we knew it was coming to an end we both just said god I just don't want to feel the way I know I'm gonna feel for the next little while I don't want to go through this again and that's because once you've experienced a big loss you know (laughs) what's coming around the corner well and you know it's it's one thing where like i feel like everyone especially our age it's like yeah you lost your grandma you lost your grandpa like whatever you know you're gonna lose your grandma your grandpa like i feel like people feel that way but it's like that's how it was when my mima it sucked to lose her because mm-hmm. it was a long loss. But, and it, and it was. It was awful. And my granddad, it sucked. But I knew that they were going to die. and But there's a whole other level of sad that came with my loss this time around. Yeah. And a whole other level of sad and grief that came with your loss. Yeah. So it's not just, oh, my grandma died. Or my grandpa died. It's like. No, like a part of me died. Yeah. That ambiguous grief. I mean, I hate yeah. to keep saying that, but that's what it is. Like it's the, the that 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 never that for ten fucking years for me hung around, and for you, for not just two years, but from the time you got married because you started to see it change. Yeah. Then, like this long, slow death. Yeah. And then having to just go to, I had to go on autopilot to protect myself. Yeah. And you had to go on autopilot to take care of her. And I mean, honestly, if your grandma had dementia, bless a heart attack. Yeah. Because she didn't have to get to the worst of it. It's so brutal. Dude, my grandma was apparently way so, like, so far past. 30 second memory loop. Oh, yeah, that's she was, right. She was fucking. I mean, I thought you said she had been diagnosed two months ago. No, she had no, lost her vision, vision two months ago. No, two years ago. Two years ago. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. So she was. Yeah. It was like 
I literally left right before it got bad. Okay. So I like I feel like a coward, but that's not what it was. I wasn't leaving because. So she was diagnosed before. She wasn't diagnosed. It was just that was when they started seeing signs. Oh, okay, I gotcha. You know, gotcha. And then, um, it was about I got probably six years ago is what they said. Okay, is when it started. Oh wow! Really? So yeah, she was pretty far progressed. Yeah, taking a a turn. And so literally, she was when she died. She was thirty seconds. Her her short term memory was oh nowhere. Yeah, she'd be sitting there. You'd be cooking. That's and right. Be like, you'd what are you making early. for dinner? I'm cooking. So what's for dinner? Like you know. <laughs> So, I mean, I don't know that I have anything left to say right now. Do you? Nothing that I'm going to say on a recording. <laughs> <laughs> and that's nothing against you all. It's just I'm not ready to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what makes me feel good? Is to go back and, and just say that, like, the love that I've received Mm-hmm. since all this has happened has been it's been it's it's but I, I don't know I don't feel like most people get that yeah so thank you it hasn't it this fucking last couple of weeks has been shitty yeah <laughs> so sorry for this incredibly uplifting episode yeah I know you all hope we have some exciting shit coming soon Oh man. Um I know that we say we're a comedy podcast, but we can be funny sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> sort of. <laughs> but life is real and there are moments of humor in situations like this. And so that's where we try to find the humor. Yeah. But laugh at the absurdity. Laugh at the absurdity. Laugh but life is absurd and life is hard sometimes. But You've got to find something to laugh about and something to feel positive about on the other side of things. And so that's really what our podcast is. Yeah. About. And you know what? We can't always. This is this is the most real and raw. People always say when we ask for funeral stories, does it need to be funny? No. No. It needs to be real and raw because there's always <laughs> humor and shit that's real. Yeah. And 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 this we didn't know starting this podcast couple what four months ago five months yeah. ago that our grandparents were gonna die our grandmothers were gonna die our grandmothers were gonna die one week apart yeah we definitely two very complicated heavy situations yeah were gonna happen one week sure. apart um but this this is just proof of how real and raw and how it's gonna happen to us all and this is very I've, i said from the beginning this is really an experiment for mm-hmm. me because i don't get this raw Mm-hmm. <laughs> with people no you don't so I've never seen you cry you haven't Mm-mm. so I until right now I I mean you see me cry on a Tuesday <laughs> <laughs> I'm like I fuck my eyelashes up instead of fucking everything up I'm an idiot I hate myself and you're like okay um, calm down breathe speaking of criers I'll end on this note because it's really sweet so <coughs> I um after I gave my um, personal moment at the funeral. I yes. went and sat back down, and my little cousin Hannah was sitting next to me, and the only other girl. And she was turning to her brothers, trying to find a Kleenex. Mm-hmm. And she was like, "A Kleenex, a Kleenex." 
kidding. And so I just opened up my purse and, you know, handed her one. And she said, oh, I mean, thank you. And I was just like, yeah, us girls got to stick together. You know, these boys don't know. And then Gary's sitting on my other Has side. Has a Kleenex? And he reaches into my purse and grabs a Kleenex and just looks at me like, why are you doing this to me? Oh, that's so sweet. Like dabbing it on his face. He's just like, like looks at me, stone cold like. <laughs> Animatronic Gary. Oh, lesson! I and made then, that joke because of the last episode. Yes, <laughs> animatronic Gary. He is. <laughs> Except this time, it's just stone cold. I see a furrowed brow. <laughs> you just giving me this look, like, why are you doing this to me? <laughs> Damn! You Don't forget, laugh. like, how much he loves his grannies. So oh yeah, so who he's was like, there? My God! I think. um why don't you say something about how you feel about it? And then I'm going to say, or not how you feel about it, but what you've learned from this or I don't know what you've learned about yourself. What I've learned about myself. Yeah. I don't think I've learned it yet. I'm still too thick in it. Yeah, that's fine. I think, um, that makes total sense. And that's normal. And I'm excited to see in a couple, in like in a month or two months, three months. That's me again in May. Yeah, no, really, seriously. You know, I, I, I feel like I've personally learned a lot, but also my dad, I just realized this in this conversation. My dad took this away from me again. Like he took something away from me. I, he took the morning of my Nana away from me Mm -hmm. because I haven't been able to properly grieve it because I've been so focused on him yeah and that but you thing. also there might be part of you that's protecting yourself focusing on him so you don't have to deal with it well that's what i yes so like i felt bad that the my cousins protecting me and my uncles protecting me became their focus yeah but it was almost like a survival mm-hmm. technique and so but i am angry at him for so many reasons but the one thing i've learned is um and this is so fucking cliche, but sometimes things are cliche for a reason. Mm-hmm. And we're not promised tomorrow. No. No one is. It doesn't matter if you're 87 or if you're four. Yeah. You're not promised tomorrow. And that's why you have to live for today. And um, I've spent, uh, honestly, like every day of 10 years thinking about she was a huge part of me and so um and wanting to see her and the one thing I learned from this and I hate that it happened this way but the one thing is that so fucking cliche don't put off for tomorrow what you can do today yeah and if I could do anything I'd go back and see her even I mean even just for a second just to say just so I don't have this weight on me of did she know I loved her but just to make that tiny fucking effort, that small amount of effort that it would have taken. Fuck my dad. Yeah. Fuck him. Just to go and see her until I loved her. Yeah. So don't put off tomorrow what you can do today because it all ends in a funeral. Yep. Hug your grandmas because it all ends in a funeral. <laughs> Hug I your know. grandmas. No, seriously. And your mom. Call your mom. Call your mom. I can already hear the music playing off. Yeah. I think they did it. Alright guys. Love you guys. Please keep listening.
Funeral Stories is produced by Seth and Molino, and music is by John Pope. Check out our website and blog by going to www.funeralstories.com. And follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Funeral Stories and on Instagram at Funeral underscore Stories. Donate to our cause on Patreon to unlock subscriber rewards. And please don't forget to send your funeral stories to funeralstoriespodcast at gmail.com or hello at funeralstories.com. Rate, review, and subscribe on Apple iTunes and listen on your preferred podcasting service. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.